Post-traumatic stress disorder is an anxiety disorder that occurs after the individual has experienced a traumatic event in their lives. Depending on the severity of the event, the trauma can range from mild to intense. I've recently had personal experiences with mild PTSD due to complicated family dynamics. I'm still in the process of healing, but on this journey of moving forward, I want to spread awareness and explore the different types of PTSD with all of you. Whether you're still battling PTSD after many years or have a fresh emotional wound, know that everything you've endured up to this point is still worth fighting. After this video, please be sure to also check out our video on how to cope with it. Here are five types of PTSD. One, normal stress response. The normal stress response occurs when adults experience one distinct event that disrupts their entire life. When they go through this type of post-traumatic stress disorder, many have a hard time locating their emotions and feel cut off from reality, making it hard for them to maintain and form relationships with others. According to Psych Central, this is a mild type of PTSD, and people who experience it can usually recover within a few weeks. When I first moved out of my parents' house, I experienced normal stress response. I had to escape a toxic situation that left me feeling emotionally scarred. I couldn't even look at my boxes of belongings without having a breakdown the first couple of weeks. It took me a while until I felt ready to unpack everything into my new house. One helpful method you can use to cope is by joining a support group. When you attend group meetings, you'll meet others who have also experienced traumatic events and explore ways to provide solutions and closure in order to heal and move on. Two, comorbid PTSD. According to Psych Central, when someone has comorbid PTSD, they're also commonly diagnosed with another psychiatric disorder, such as depression, alcohol or substance abuse, panic disorder, or other anxiety disorders. Dr. Peter Turk, an associate professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the Medical University of South Carolina, states PTSD has always overlapped with depression and vice versa. This is why war veterans often experience comorbid PTSD when they're fighting off more than just trauma. It's a hellish nightmare ingrained in both their bodies and brains when they may resort to unhealthy sources such as drugs and alcohol to try to forget the frightening exposures they've seen and experienced. They may also live with guilt, knowing that they've hurt someone in combat, which can influence them to go into self-destruction mode, believing they deserve the pain they inflict upon themselves. It's important to know that when treating this type of PTSD, it's most effective when it's treated with the other psychiatric disorder together, rather than in a linear before and after fashion. Three, acute stress disorder. When someone has this type of PTSD, they may forget things unnaturally and frequently, which can disrupt their everyday activities, including work, sleep, and hygiene habits. This type of PTSD is least common out of all the five types. This disorder may be triggered when someone experiences a heavy burden suddenly, such as losing a close loved one too soon, or experiencing a natural disaster where they lose their home to a hurricane, earthquake, or tornado. When seeking treatment for acute stress disorder, one option includes removing yourself from the event that's triggering it. For example, if someone just lost their home, it's best advised for them to seek shelter and move away from their damaged neighborhood. Other common treatment options include taking medication prescribed by a health professional and talking to a psychologist. If you're scared about seeking help from a professional, we provide some helpful insights from our video here. Please be sure to check it out later. Four, uncomplicated PTSD. 
Uncomplicated PTSD is actually more complicated than it sounds. This type of PTSD causes the individual to experience their traumatic event over and over again, which may discourage them to come into contact with similar situations associated with it. For instance, rape victims may experience this type of PTSD when they avoid people of the opposite sex or avoid relationship building and intimate acts altogether. When seeking treatment for uncomplicated PTSD, the individual should look into talk therapy with a psychologist and take the proper medication prescribed to them. Five, complex PTSD. Complex PTSD, otherwise known as disorder of extreme stress, occurs in individuals who have experienced traumatic events for an extended period of time. Examples of this include childhood abuse, whether it's verbal, physical, and or sexual. Similar to comorbid PTSD, individuals with this type of PTSD also suffer from another psychiatric disorder. But according to Psych Central, these individuals are frequently diagnosed with borderline antisocial personality disorder or disassociative disorders. Unfortunately, people with complex PTSD take much longer to heal and require help from specialists. If treatment is not sought, people with this type of PTSD can run into various problems, such as eating disorders, drug abuse, and self-destructive behavior. Are you struggling with PTSD? Please share your stories with us below. We want you to know that you're not alone and remind you that you're stronger than you think you are. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel for more helpful tips and share this video for a free e-copy of our magazine on substance abuse awareness. Use the code PSIPOWER. With your help, we can reach more people to spread awareness on mental health issues. Thanks for your support. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this saturday morning january 23rd 2021 how are y'all doing today all right as you see we are back with episode two of the relationship stuff 101 series and we are here today talking about ptsd and can cheating cause ptsd Let's look at some of the main factors of PTSD when it comes to PTSD and when it comes to relating it to cheating. Flashbacks, the disorder, the fear, avoidance, risk, it's traumatic, you have anxiety, thoughts may arouse, arousal, accidents, you know, you may, it may cause accidents. Things may be triggered. Anger. Fear. Yes, the horror. If you've experienced the cheating itself. You may tend to avoid people. You may feel guilty. There are thoughts. Memories. Feelings. Many of these different things you ladies and gentlemen see here. In front of you. Many different things that take a hold of you. A lot of people, when they hear this video, they're not going to like the fact that I'm using PTSD in the place of saying, can PTSD be related to cheating? Because they relate PTSD to a traumatic situation as if you were in the Army or Navy or any of the services and you've had traumatic experiences. If you grew up in the ghetto and you were consistently around gunfire or if you was in a gang, consistently around gang violence, or you was a victim of rape, 
or you was a victim of child abuse, you know, or raped as a child, anything that was traumatic to you, anything that caused trauma to the brain would be people would focus on that being more related to PTSD than cheating. But when you think about cheating, if you ever been cheated on or if you ever seen someone, you caught somebody in the act of cheating, you do experience these same things after the fact that you've been cheated on. These things do still present themselves. They are still relevant. They are still there. They are still possible of taking place inside your mind after you've been cheated on. They're consistent thoughts, the flashbacks, as I mentioned. You're always thinking about what could have held, you know, why, why me? There goes the guilt, the guilt. You know, you always have, there's the numbing, the numbing feeling. And just imagine if the cheating took place again and again and again, or the person consistently cheated. That's consistent trauma. You'll never have your trust. You'll never be able to trust them. You'll never have these feelings of, a great connection all of that takes time and it will take a long time to heal from this like i said especially if you know if you witness the cheating and and take take place that's like witnessing somebody being shot in front of you witnessing a person that you love cheating in front of you is like witnessing somebody getting shot in front of you it takes on the same exact trauma being someone being shot in front of you is a lot more traumatic. But someone that you, that you love, you see in front of you and an act of intimacy with someone else is a very traumatic situation. If you find text messages from another person to the person that you love, in that moment that you're reading these text messages, you may feel anxiety. It may trigger anger. There may be hypervigilance. You know, excuse me. There's going to be definitely a lot of stress. There's going to be some horror because you're going to be thinking about doing some terrible things. All of these different things you, you you see here, they're going to present themselves. They're going to be there. It's going to happen. This is not something that you're going to avoid. It's not something that you're going to... uh Come, just going to come about, and then all of a sudden it's going to disappear. That's not going to what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. This will present itself. It will be relevant, and you will be going through something for a long time. So why PTSD? Why why am I saying PTSD, post traumatic stress uh, disorder? You know, look at it here. Feelings of isolation, paranoia. Irritability or aggression, self-blame, the blame of others. Is it my fault? I'm so stupid. Overly negative thoughts about oneself. Risky behavior. Let's look at this. Excuse me, disassociative symptoms like detachment from the surrounding world. You know, um, patients often feel that time is slowing down. Feeling jumpy and irritated. Emotional numbness. Flashbacks. And reoccurring nightmares, prolonged psychological dizziness, self-destruction activities, hypervigilance, fear, anger and guilt, depression, negative beliefs, depersonalization, insomnia, disassociative insomnia, 
I mean, you look at all of these things here that's connected to PTSD. And a lot of these things on this list, they are also things that you feel after you've been cheated on as well. You understand? Disassociated systems of detachment from the surrounding world. You completely detach yourself from the surrounding world. Some people may go into hiding. Some people may, you know, cower in, in, in fear because they felt so strong at first and now they feel so low. Patients often feel as time is slowing down. You feel as though everything has stopped. The whole world has came to an end. You know, so you look at this. Things like this start to happen. You know, we got this here. You feel as though somebody has taken your heart out and walked away with it. This is what you feel like. You feel as though you've been robbed of everything you thought you had. You feel as though the person has just ripped you of your whole insides and walked away with leaving you nothing to have but feelings of death and feelings of disconnection. Sometimes people do take on other personalities after they go through these traumatic situations and they do think about killing people. They do think about hurting others. They do think about taking matters into their own hands because the situation is so devastating for them. And they've had these traumatic situations before. They've had these situations where they've thought about doing things to people and they've thought about hurting people and they've thought about killing people. And then these instances come up and they follow through with the thoughts that they've had and different things of that nature. So I talked about PSTD, but there is also something else that's attached that is related to infidelity. And that's called infidelity acute stress disorder or it's also known as post-infidelity stress disorder now development of characteristics symptoms of anxiety dissociative and other symptoms that occur within one month or after exposure to extremely traumatic stress sadness despair intense anger rage hatred impulses for revenge Profound fears, severely damaged self-esteem. All of these things happen to a person that has been cheated on in a lot of cases. You know, regardless if they say it to you or not, they do feel defeated. They do feel disconnected. They do feel ashamed. You know, profound fear. They do want to get revenge. A lot of people think about revenge cheating because it's so devastating for them that they want to go out there and they want to cause this same pain. They want to cause this same anger. They want to give the same, uh, um, how you want to say, toxic feelings to the person that has done this to them. They think they'll go out there and I'll do this to get back at them. I'll show them. You know, and the thing is, is revenge okay? Should you should you go out there and try to get revenge? No, you shouldn't go out there and try to get revenge. You shouldn't go out there and cause more traumatic stress to your relationship, especially if you want to if you're going to stay in that relationship after this happens. You definitely don't want to go out there and revenge cheat. But all of these things here that are being that are being mentioned, all of these things, as you see. They almost have the same thing as PSTD. They almost have almost the same symptoms. <clears throat> All these same things are inside of PSTD. So that's why we're saying today, does cheating cause PSTD? But it definitely does cause PISD, post-infidelity stress uh, disorder. So 
what are we looking at now? We're looking at self-care. How do you heal from it? You know, taking care of your mind and your thoughts, taking care of your physical health and your body, increasing your own well-being through uh, care behaviors, taking care of your spiritual health and taking care of your emotions. Now, that sounds a little selfish and it sounds as though I'm saying, don't forget the other person. No, because the things for this is you now have to work on how your mind is feeling now. So take time to relax. As you see, relaxation techniques such as medication, deep breathing, massage or yoga can activate the body's relaxation response and to ease these symptoms of PTSD. Avoid alcohol and drugs. When you're struggling with different difficult emotions and traumatic memories, you may be tempted to self-medicate with alcohol or drugs. Do not do that, ladies and gentlemen. You do not want to do that. Remember, relax and breathe. Try to do some yoga. Try to take some yoga classes. Try to look up some medication. Read some books about medication. Watch videos on YouTube. Whatever you can do to help yourself get better. Whatever you can do to reach you know that point and where you feel you're doing better now where you've decreased those thoughts where you took these thoughts down where they're no longer a part of you do not do drugs say no to drugs i understand there's going to be a temptation to do drugs because a lot of times these vices may numb what you're feeling and they may numb that pain for a temporary time period but then you take on another then you take on another stressor then you take on another toxic toxic thing now you add drugs you add alcohol and as you've seen in one of the picture illustrations that may lead you to want to go kill someone it may lead you to want to do things you don't want to do because now your mind is impaired so where are we at now if if everything i've mentioned does not help you reach out you see this line here in crisis in crisis text hello to 741741 and you should be able to get help immediately that's in crisis text hello to 741741 ladies and gentlemen i want to thank y'all for taking the time here to listen to this video to check out this video to pay attention to this video I know it was short. I didn't want to, make, want to make it long. I didn't want to make this long at all because I understand that making it too long, eventually we start to say things over and over. We repeat ourselves over and over. And I feel as though there was enough information here for you ladies and gentlemen to see. If if you feel like you need to rewatch the video, definitely rewatch the video. If you feel like you need to, if you feel like you need to pause at certain points, to read some of the pictures I put up there definitely do that pause and read some of those do as much research as you have to on PISD which is post infidelity stress disorder and PTSD post traumatic stress disorder make sure you do as much as you can as doing the research on all of those there's also something called PBS which is called post betrayal syndrome um, there's PBS is post betrayal syndrome. Also do your research on that. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, cheating is wrong. It's wrong. I, I don't, I, don't, I can't say it more than I'm saying it now. I understand you, you get to a point where you're tempted beyond the point of you thinking rational. 
and then you become irrational and you follow through with the act. And then afterwards, if you feel bad about it, now you start to recount your steps and wish that you've never done it. But in a lot of cases, you understand the door has already been slammed on the other person's hand. The pictures, the damage, everything I mentioned here today has already been done. So for the cheaters, hopefully this video gives you something to look at and something to understand what is happening to the person who's been cheated on. They're not they're not going to just be able to get over it. I know a lot of times we hear people say, just get over it. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. They just tell you, you know, don't worry about that. You'll be good. I understand. You know, you, you, come on, man, let it go. You're still talking about that. You know, it's not that easy. This is a daily struggle for a person. Like I said, never mind the fact if you've seen it. If you've seen the person, like if you walk in on it and you've seen the person in the act of cheating, ladies and gentlemen, that person will be scarred forever. Forever. Even depending on what they've seen when they walked in, they're going to be scarred forever. I've had a situation where I walked in on an ex-girlfriend of mine actually getting a train ran on her. That image sticks with me. It doesn't go away. You understand? Every time I've, I've told the story and retold the story, I see it over and over again. And this happened back in 96. So... For someone to tell you just, hey, get over it, you'll be all right, you'll be fine. If you find text messages, like if you found text messages of a person that's cheating, if you picked up their phone and you've seen things, you're going to have this fight or flight response. Your heart is going to be racing. Your fingers might become sweaty. You're, you're, you're going to have intense feelings of anger, disconnection, betrayal. You're going to feel as though somebody just broke into your house and stole all your items. This is what's happening in the mind of the cheater. Excuse me, in the mind of the person who's being cheated on. Cheater. This is what's happening with them. So if you have this issue where you say, hey, I have a problem. I know I do. I need to get help. I need to go out there and find some help. I need to go out there and, and do better for myself. I need to go out there and... and, and uh, do what it do what it takes to be a better person. Do what it takes to be a better woman. Do it be a better man. Go get that intervention. If you don't want to seek that intervention, if you don't think that there's anything wrong, but you consistently keep cheating, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you today that you have to leave. If you are at a point where you have to keep consistently cheating, or the the the, uh, the how you want to say the chemical response. You get from consistently going out there being with somebody new or consistently going out there being around somebody new and you just can't help that, that, that chemical that builds up inside of you, which is called PEA. We'll talk about that another time. It's called P. It's the chemical that builds up inside of you when you first meet somebody because that attaches to dopamine, oxytocin and other things that connect to love and connection with other people. So if you consistently feeling this heightened response of PEA when you first meet somebody else and you can't help it, you need to disconnect yourself from a relationship until you're able to gain self-control, until you're able to get yourself away from always feeling these feelings of euphoria with different people that you cannot feel with somebody else that you're in a relationship with.
definitely you have to take time to refine and refocus. You have to find, you have to take that time to refine and refocus on who you are or who you're trying to be or who you say you're trying to be. If there's medication you need to take to help you gain your focus, to help you gain control, seek out a psychiatrist, seek out a psych- someone, a therapist, seek out these people. That's what this, this line you see here, the text, hello to 741-741. Seek help. You need it, especially if you're trying to carry on your relationship for days, days on and days ago. The cheat, the person who has been cheated on is defeated. You've, you've beat them down. You've beat them up. You, you know how you ever seen somebody in a fight in a schoolyard and you're like, yo, ho, 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 that's enough. He had enough. He had enough. She had enough. It's over. The fight is over. Revenge cheating. I got to talk about that a little bit here too in this podcast because revenge cheating doesn't do anything but in turn cause the cheater to feel the same thing you feeling now y'all are both having this traumatic situation go on oh I'm gonna wait for the perfect time when he walking through the door just to catch us in the act like I caught them no no if you build up in your head these thoughts that you have to now cause more trauma in the relationship the best thing for you might be to leave. Let's just imagine if there's kids involved in this uh, back and forth war that y'all created. This war, right? Yes, I'm calling it that. This war of bodies. You slept with two people, I'm going to sleep with two people. He slept with three people, I'm going to sleep with three people. He slept with two people at the same time, I'm going to sleep with three people at the same time. This is a war now. Y'all are going back and forth to see who can inflict the most pain. And in the end, y'all might get five years down the line and say, let's just stop doing what we're doing and then just live on a happy life. You're not going to be able to live on a happy life. There is a lot of stress There is a lot of disconnection that has happened. Oh man, there is a lot that y'all are going to be going through. If you decide to stop five years of doing that, and then you decide to just go cold turkey after five years of that, it's going to take you about 15 years to even get back to a comfortable place. This is what people don't understand. This doesn't go away. It doesn't go away uh, in like two months. Like I said, especially if you see it, if you see it, that takes years to get over. Now, if you've if you've heard about it and you didn't see it and the person admits to it, that's easier to get over. But that person has to stop. You understand what I'm saying? Now, there has been instances where children have came out of these uh infidelity or out of these situations that's different that's, that takes on a whole nother uh, a whole nother uh, how you want to say ordeal too because now you have a consistent reminder that it has happened so you have to build yourself up to be stronger now 
And it's not the kid's fault. You can't look at the kid as though the kid did something wrong. Or be mean to the kid. Or treat the kid a certain way. You know, because it's not that kid's fault. It's not the child's fault. In any situation, there's no, there's never, it's never the child's fault. So do not batter and bruise the children. You, but you have to, if you decide you're going to go further, you're going to go far after that. You have to move on with the understanding that you can trust this person and that you can reconnect with them again after the after you felt betrayed by them. The person who has committed the act of cheating has to come to a point where they have to understand that you're hurt. Hopefully this video right here helps people understand that there is more to it than just to tell the person you'll be alright. You'll get over it. You'll be fine. It wasn't that bad. You'll tell the person... Oh, he wasn't he wasn't better than you. She wasn't better than you. She's not prettier than you. You can say anything you want to say. You can say you can downplay the person that you slept with as much as you want. It's not going to take away the fact that they believe that that person is better. They believe that that person you love that person a lot more. They believe that that person has a greater uh charisma, a greater personality. A better outlook on the world. Everything. That person is Superman. And they feel like the Joker. Those are not even two of the same characters. They're not even in the same universe. That's DC and Marvel. That's how crazy and difficult this this sounds. You understand? You may feel like Superman or Superwoman when you do it. You may feel like you got this advantage and it feels great. It feels good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is the crazy thing. A lot of people get a euphoric feeling from doing the wrong stuff. When I don't know if anybody have ever been doing something and you thought the thoughts of being caught increases the intimacy. I know everybody know what I'm talking about. You you've ever been doing something somewhere and you're not supposed to be doing it. That feels more intense to some people than not to do it to somewhere else. And some people get addicted to that. That's what this cheating brings on for that cheater. Like when you dig into the mind of the cheater and what are they actually feeling when they're cheating? They feel they feel powerful. They're having their cake and eating it too. They're having they're having all of this fun. It feels great. There's a feeling of guilt. There's a downpour feeling of guilt, but then there's a feeling. There's a, also a charge that they get from it. It's like murderers, serial killers. R- murder is wrong, but when they shoot and kill somebody, there's this reaction that they get from it. Damn, I shouldn't have killed them, but damn, it felt good to kill them. Now they want to go out and kill more. They want to go out and hurt more. It would cause more pain and inflict more trauma. So crazy, I just thought about it. What the heck is the serial cheater? A serial cheater. Not a serial rapist, not a serial murderer. A serial cheater. That has to be the person that gets the same feelings 
of consistently cheating, knowing it's bad, knowing they're not supposed to do it, but they are doing it consistently, knowing that pain that it inflicts, knowing the trauma it inflicts, but they still do it anyway. If you are this person, you have to be single forever. Sadly, the sad thing is you need a host. Now we're talking about parasites. You need a host in order to fill that. So they can't fill that unless they have a host. And they're using you as their host in order to fill this feeling of euphoria while they're committing this betrayal. That's something different for y'all. But we're talking about PTSD. We're talking about post-infidelity, post-traumatic. And then you're talking about what you're dealing with. Who's consistently bringing on this trauma? Who's consistently bringing on this stress? Who's consistently bringing on this anger? Who's consistently bringing on this disconnection? Then you start to hear the why people cheated and how and different things of that nature and what caused it. Ladies and gentlemen, people cheat because they want to. Any truths or gospel truths or falsities or anything that they excuses that they connect to why they cheated is just that. An excuse. It's an excuse. In the moment, are they thinking about you? Maybe. But the thoughts of you may last for about a couple of seconds. Then those thoughts of those excuses that they use will crowd the thoughts of you and cause them to go along with the act. But what causes them to consistently do it even if you got better at what they are blaming you for, the reason why they did it in the first place what causes them to keep going back it may be what I just mentioned earlier it may be that feeling to keep consistently going out there and enjoying themselves even though they have somebody at home having their cake and eating it too you become their host they become a parasite they're feeding off you So eventually, if this is consistently happening, y'all are going to have to break up because there's just so much trauma that's taking place. There's so much stress that's taking place. There's so much disconnection. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You can't drive down the street without having these visions. You can't see couples happy because when you do, you think about how you're not happy no more. You can't watch movies about cheating. You can't watch the show Cheaters. All of this is happening within you because of this incident. And this is what the cheater has to understand. There's more being inflicted to the person that you do this to than you believe or you want to believe. But you have to believe it. That's why I said if you can't stop, you have to go. You have to go. If you want to stop, then you have to find an intervention. You have to go find a therapist. You have to bring in somebody to to dictate now. And hopefully you have not tore down the person that you love so much 
that they're just completely done and they just want you out of their life. Hopefully you have not tore them down that much. Hopefully this post, is, excuse me, this podcast has not tore you ladies and gentlemen down this much. Right now, you're watching me on YouTube. I've not been making any motions. I've not been, I've just been standing here. That's what you see me doing. I've just been standing and I'm listening because I pre-recorded this video and then I've done the video as you see me standing here, listening to myself, listening to what I'm saying. I'm taking this all in. I'm understanding it. So I can be able to help someone one day if they came to me and they needed a little bit of advice because they're going through a traumatic situation. And that's what I want you ladies and gentlemen to do as well. If you're cheating, take this video, take heed, understand it. Do your due diligence. Don't consistently do what you want to do. If you got to leave to the cheaty, get help, seek help, do a lot of those things that make you feel good again, make you feel great again. Don't beat yourself down. Don't think about killing yourself. Don't think about taking yourself out. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're great. You're extravagant. You're awesome. Somebody needs to say that. The cheater needs to tell you that. Even though you don't feel so awesome, you're awesome. Somebody needs to say it to you. Somebody needs to put you back on a pedestal because you damn sure have been knocked off. I want to thank y'all for listening to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast. And I want to thank y'all for watching this uh, video on YouTube. For you ladies and gentlemen who's going to listen on the podcast, Thank you. You've been listening to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. I've been your host, Shahir Henderson. This is the Relationship Stuff 101 series. This has been episode two. Can cheating cause PTSD? And if you're watching me on YouTube, thank you for watching the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Give this video a thumbs up. Comment below. Tell me your stories if you have been cheated on, if you're going through things right now. If this video helped you in any way, let me know in the comment section. Um, where are we at now? Okay, so. Can cheating cause PTSD? Yes, it can. But because PTSD is its own entity, we would say cheating causes P-I-S-D which is post-infidelity stress disorder excuse me even though you've been if you're not married and you're just in a relationship where it's your boyfriend and you're, you're the girlfriend we're going to put that infidelity in there for you or we might take out that I because infidelity is usually when you're cheated on in the marriage so we take that I out and we'll put in that PBS. No, this is not the public broadcasting system. I'm talking about post-betray- post-betrayal syndrome. 
So that's being put there for you, ladies and gentlemen, who are just in a relationship and you're not married. Once again, I implore you to look up and do research on all of this. On all of it. Do research on meditation. Do research on yoga. Do research on how to find a way to relax. How to find a way to stay calm. And believe me, the person who cheated on you, if they decide, y'all decide to stay in a relationship, they're going to have to kiss your ass for a long time. We didn't talk about that. What does the cheater have to do in order to make the cheaty feel better about themselves? You're going to have to kiss their ass consistently. You're going to have to take the passwords off your phone. If you've been staying out late at night, coming home 3, 4, 5 in the morning, you're going to have to start coming home at 10 o'clock. Every friend... If rather you have male friends or female friends that you've had that you were connected to during this incident you're going to have to drop all of them when you do go out sadly you ain't going to want to do this like you're the, they are your parent you're going to have to check in with them you're going to have to consistently let them know what you're doing there can't be moments where you take 20 to 30 minutes to text back if there are, there are, you're going to have to call and you're going to have to explain. Sadly, you're going to have to explain why you took so long to text back. You're going to have to. It's going to suck and you're not going to want to do it, but you're going to have to. We're talking about getting back on track. And to get back on track, sadly, like I said, because you fucked up, we're going we gonna to be real. You have to do everything you have to do in order to make it right again. And if that if that takes you to be out somewhere and you, you know, your phone died and it took you about 25 minutes to charge it back up, you're going to have to explain that. Or if, you know, you were doing something with the boys and you just became miscomplacent for a little bit. Or with the girls, you became miscomplacent for a little bit. It was nothing big to you. But you got to believe that it's something big to the person who's been cheated on. Because they think that in those little minutes that you're out there doing it again. We have to understand that this person is not right mentally no more. The trust is the trust is basically like probably 2% after this. And it'll be on like 2 to 3 to 4 to 5%. For a long time Once again I said I didn't want to make this video long we're, we're coming towards 45 minutes I really didn't want to make this video long But you can go on all day You can go on all day about the healing And about you know Many different things you have to do So we'll address a lot of this So like I said this is a series So this doesn't stop here the la Last week's um, episode That had to do with they, they uh, brainwashed you from the start. Now you see in where we say can cheating cause PTSD. What is episode three going to be about? Well, you ladies and gentlemen are going to find that out later on in the week. Um, I'm going to reveal what episode three is going to be about. But all of these episodes are going to connect. So don't worry if I'm not saying anything here today that you may have wanted me to say. I'm going to definitely probably say it. 
in one of these other episodes. We're going all the way down to episode 10. So believe me, I'm going to address cheating again somewhere in one of those episodes. I'm definitely going to address it again. You know, um, because cheating is so damaging to the relationship, ladies and gentlemen. It's definitely going to be addressed again. So once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, subscribe if you're new. Once again, give this video a thumbs up. Leave any comments that you have in the comment section. Follow Relationship Stuff 101 on Instagram, on Twitter. Join the Facebook group if you want to. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. And once again, thank you all for watching. Thank you for taking the time to watch. Thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen. And with all of that said, with your understanding compared with our understanding, we can create a greater understanding. You've been watching Relationship Stuff 101's podcast and listening to Relationship Stuff 101's podcast here on this Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. Y'all have a great rest of y'all weekend, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.